Glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good evening, everyone. Thank you all so very much for joining us for part five of The Power You Possess. Thank you, Jesus. By our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which has been given unto us. We have already opened in prayer, and I would like to thank those of you who are here tonight, as well as those who are on the line right now. Praise God. So let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Acts chapter 16. This is week five of the six-week teaching on the power you possess. And tonight we're going to talk about the spirit of innovation, which is the spirit of Python, and we will see this in the book of Acts. So again, if you can turn to Acts chapter 16. I am reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and we're going to start with verse 16. And it says, and it came to pass, as we went to prayer, now I want you to listen to this closely, because it says, as it came to pass, as we went to prayer. Oftentimes, we as Christians, we can be about our Father's business, and we can be going up to prayer, as we were, going to church to pray, uh, praying at home in a specific room in our home, and just being about the Father's business, and then here comes the adversary, here comes the devil. So verse 15 again, it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain, I soon saying. So this damsel, it says that she was possessed with a spirit. How many of you know that people today are still possessed with spirits? If you don't believe it, then you need to believe it because it's real, it's true, it's in the Word of God. If it was not true, then why would our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ tell us that he has given us power and authority to cast out demons and to heal people in the name of Jesus? So if people did not have demons, then why would the Lord tell us that he's given us power and authority to cast them out? So again, verse 16, it says that she met us, which brought her masters, much gain by soul pain. So basically, this lady, this damsel, she was being pimped, as it were. She wasn't being pimped sexually, but she was being pimped for the demonic spirits that were in her, because as a result of her soul thing, telling people their future, predicting the future to people, then she brought her masters. That means that there were these men who took possession of her, as it were, and it was like the money that she would receive from food saying, she turned around and gave it to them. And it says, and her masters received much gain by her food saying. Much gain means that she brought them much money, much prosperity. It probably wasn't just money alone, but silver and gold, as it were. So it wasn't just the, uh, the monetary money that was used during those days, but also the silver and gold and, and fine jewels and gemstones. I'm sure were given to her as well. Verse 17, the same followed Paul and us. So it wasn't just the Apostle Paul. It says the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Some of you know that, yes, there are demonic spirits who are aware of who you are. They're aware of what you are doing. A child of God, as I tell people all the time, do not be impressed by hell knowing your name. Be thankful that your name is written in the book of life that Jesus knows who you are. That's what you need to be thankful for, not being impressed by demonic powers knowing who you are, because our Lord Jesus said that many, not a few, not some, but many, that is mind-boggling, many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? In fact, he said that there will be those who will say, did we not cast out demons in your name? And the Lord is going to tell them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. So it is best to be known by Jesus than to be known by Satan. I want you to understand that. So verse 17, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which shows to us the way of salvation. And this he did many days, not one day, not two days, 
It says he had this many days. But Paul, being grieved, Paul was grieved, he turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Even when the Apostle Peter, before he was an apostle, before he was converted, even when the Heavenly Father gave him the revelation of who our Lord Jesus is, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Even when he received that revelation in which our Lord's response to him was, uh, Simon, it was not flesh and blood that revealed this unto you, but it was my Father in heaven who revealed this unto you. And he called him Peter and said that upon this rock will he build his church. Hallelujah. So, and then the Lord began to share with the disciples all of the things that were going to happen to him, how he was going to be crucified, he was going to be put to death, and he was going to be raised from the dead on the third day. And it says that Peter, after he received the revelation, he turned around and began to rebuke the Lord and was telling the Lord, not so, but what happened? Our Lord turned to that spirit and told Satan, get me behind me, Satan, for you do not desire the things of God but the things of man. So, again, our Lord Jesus, he didn't turn to Peter and rebuke Peter. He took authority over Satan, who was influencing Peter at that moment. The same thing here in the book of Acts, child of God. Paul, being grieved, he turned and said to the spirit. He did not confront the woman. He didn't say anything to the woman. He did not have conversation with her. He did not entertain that woman. He didn't say, why are you doing this? You need to go with us to prayer. You need to go with us to uh, the synagogue. He did not have conversation with that damsel at all, but instead he took authority over the situation, and he took authority by saying to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Glory be to God. Don't you know, child of God, that you have power and authority over all of the ability of the adversary and nothing shall by any means hurt you? So you have that same power. You have that same authority to tell the devil, I command you in the name of Jesus to take your hands off my finances. I command you to be loosed from my family, and I command you to flee now in the name of Jesus. You have that same power and that same authority. Verse 19, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers and brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude, the multitude is many people, not five, not fifty, it's many people. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes or tore their clothes off of them and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they beat them, child of God. It says they made many stripes upon them. And you have to understand, in those days, when they were beaten, they definitely drew blood. So when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, so you have to understand, Father God, and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. You have to understand that in the midst of opposition from the adversary, you still have to pray and praise the Lord. Look at Paul and Silas. He didn't say, they didn't begin to murmur and complain. They didn't say, oh, Heavenly Father, why are you allowing this to happen? Lord Jesus, we are serving you. We are praying. We, we are doing everything that you have commanded us to do. We're doing all these things. No, they didn't say any of that. They prayed, and they began to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They began to sing praises unto God. Child of God, that is one of the weapons that you have. Prayer is a weapon against the adversary. Praise and worship is a weapon against the adversary. Walking in your authority, even as Paul 
took authority over that demon spirit and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. So you have to understand there is power in the name of Jesus. So the name, which is above every name, you have power and authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. So, child of God, you have to understand that you don't just go through this life thinking that things are not going to happen. I'm not saying to go through by being paranoid. We are not paranoid. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. The Word of God lets us know, beloved, think you not strange for this fiery trial, which is to try you until some strange thing has happened to you. We're going to read that later on this evening. But in the meantime, you have to understand that the spirit of divination, the Word of God is very specific about this. It didn't just say that this woman was possessed with a demon. It says that she was possessed with a spirit of divination. And so that spirit of divination, divination, the Greek word, is python. And what is a python? A python is a large snake from the boas and stricter family. So it is a large snake. It's not a venomous snake. It's not poisonous because poisonous snakes, they strike. They strike at their victims, and then they wait for the venom to do what it's going to do, kill them, and then they begin to devour their prey. But you have to understand that this python, which is a part of the constrictor family, but it does, it, it wraps around itself, uh, around its victims. It wraps around itself, around its prey. And it, it creates a tight grip to squeeze. And so what it's doing is trying to squeeze the very life out of its prey where it can't breathe. It's like every time it takes a breath, every time it tries to breathe in, then the grip gets stronger. And then the person, or in this case, the person, because it's seriously speaking, but uh, in the case of like rodents and in the animal kingdom, uh, the, the rodents or whatever it is that the snake is eating, it can't exhale. And because it can't exhale, then it suffocates. That's what a python does. A python suffocates its victim. And so what are the manifestations of the spirit of Python, that spirit of divination? Some of the manifestations are weariness, fatigue, confusion, and frustration, heaviness, depression, oppression, and pressure. So what do I mean by that? Now, understand, when I say weariness, because I have to bring balance to everything that I'm talking about, when I say weariness, I'm not saying uh, that there won't be times in which your physical body will not become tired. If you work 9, 10, 11, 12, 15-hour days, then, of course, when you get home from work, you're going to feel weary. Uh, ladies, you have to understand that as we get older, our bodies begin to change, our hormones change. And so I'm not talking about the natural progression of our physical bodies needing rest or needing to take vitamins, needing to exercise so uh, endorphins are released. I'm not talking about the natural aspect. I'm referring to the spiritual side of weariness. This is the reason why the Bible tells us to be not weary in well-doing, but we shall surely reap if we think not. What is it that the adversary wants to do? He comes to oppose us so we can grow weary in well-doing and so that we can faint. But we will not faint in the name of Jesus because we understand that we possess the power that has been given unto us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Again, with fatigue. When I say fatigue, I'm not talking about natural fatigue. I'm not talking about, you know, when your eyes need rest, if you're sitting all day at work and looking at a computer screen. There are times in which ergonomics will tell you that you need to uh, take quick breaks. You need to look away from the computer screen. You cannot just sit in front of the computer and just stare at it all day. Your eyes will become tired. Your eyes will uh, become heavy. You have to look away and even sometimes get up and walk away from the computer, take a quick five-minute break, and then come back. So I'm not talking about the natural laws of taking care of your physical body. Again, I'm referring to spiritual things. Because you have to understand, we are in a fight. We are in warfare. But we fight the good fight of faith. And so what happens while we are fighting, the adversary will try to bring weariness and fatigue upon us. But he is a liar and defeated foe. That's the reason why you are to plead the blood of Jesus. That's the reason why you have power and authority to rebuke the devil. For you to resist the devil and his demons and his to go, they must flee in Jesus' name. Confusion and frustration. You have to know that even as the word of God says, that let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. No confusion. No confusion to you, child of God. 
No frustration. Do not become frustrated in your soul. That's the reason why, as I tell people all the time, the Bible, the Word of God, is the most powerful book in the universe. The devil knows it. That's why he tries to keep us out of it. But you have to read the Word of God. You have to meditate on the Word of God. You have to memorize scriptures. So that this way, when the adversary tries to come up against you, and you can speak forth the Word of God. When doubt and unbelief tries knocking at your door, then you respond in faith in Jesus' name. When the adversary tries to knock at your door bringing uh, disbelief, then you respond with faith in the name of Jesus. When the adversary tries to knock on your door with lack and insufficiency, you respond by speaking forth the word of God. Philippians 4.19, you say, Nah, devil, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's when you say, nah, devil, I am a tither, I am a giver, and my Heavenly Father will rebuke you, and you will not devour anything in my life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then you can prove the Heavenly Father to open up the windows of heaven, blessing us to you, and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So that heaviness, that depression, child of God, there are times in which the adversary will try to bring heaviness and depression and discouragement against you, and you have to recognize it, and you resist it immediately. You don't just lay there on the sofa watching TV and saying, woe is me. No, you get up, rise in the name of Jesus. You open those blinds. You sit out in the backyard. Sit out on the patio or go out in the front yard and allow the sunshine to come upon your face and to absorb the sunlight because the sunshine is good. Laughter, the Word of God teaches us that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Laughter is good. Laughter is a weapon against depression. Hallelujah. The oil of joy. That's the reason why it's important to go to a church where you are taught the Word of God so that the anointing, the burden removing, yoke-destroying power of God will come upon you. The oil of joy by the Holy Spirit will come upon you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So no oppression. And no pressure in the name of Jesus. And so, going back to this spirit of divination, this python, the constriction gets stronger and it results in discouragement and division. So, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone here in the sound of my voice and those who are listening right now. I take authority over that spirit of divination, that spirit of python. You will not squeeze the life out of the Lord's people. I resist and I rebuke that spirit of weariness and fatigue and confusion and frustration and heaviness and depression and oppression and pressure. In the name of Jesus, I command discouragement and division to be loose now from the people of God in Jesus' name. Lord, I cover everyone under the sound of my voice and those who are listening live. I cover them in their households with the blood of Jesus. I release the oil of joy. I release the garment of praise. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, child of God, you have to understand that the spirits that work with Python, there are spirits that they, they work together. They don't run solo, as it were. They don't operate by themselves. You have to understand that demons have rankings, and they possess uh, different levels of power. Okay, all demons are not equal. So the spirits that work with Python are beguiling spirits. What's a beguiling spirit? It's a spirit of deception. That's what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden. It says that the serpent beguiled her. The serpent deceived Eve. That same spirit of deception is still operating today, and that's the reason why, child of God, it is important for you, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying for the Holy Ghost. It is important for every child of God to be receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in your heavenly prayer language, because the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, will expose the deception of the adversary. But we know that our Lord Jesus even told us that in the last days, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. 
That's the reason why I pray constantly. Lord, keep the spirit of deception far from me and far from my friends and family members in Jesus' name. Protect us from the spirit of deception in the name of Jesus. Lord, don't allow us to embrace a a wolf in sheep's clothing, thinking it's a sheep when it's not, but it's a wolf. Close the wolves, Lord God, in sheep's clothing. We are not ignorant of Satan's devices in the name of Jesus. So the other spirits that work with Python, seducing spirits, controlling spirits, manipulating spirits, and the spirit of Jezebel. All of these spirits work together with that spirit of Python. So I'm not sharing these things with you, child of God, to bring fear. I'm not sharing this with you for us to become demon conscience. No, we are Jesus conscience. And we are aware of what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did for us at the cross of Calvary. But we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So obviously, this spirit of Python is still in existence because if it wasn't, then the Lord would not have had uh, this be written about in the book of Acts. Are you listening to me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, in other words, we have to remember that everyone around us at all times, there are only two types of people in this world, as I always say, saved and unsaved. There are people who are either born again or they're not born again. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who is not born again is possessed. That's not where I'm coming from. So don't think that's what I'm saying because that is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that there are demonic spirits that do possess people and we have power and authority to cast those demons out in the name of Jesus Christ, even as the Apostle Paul did. But you have to make sure that you were prayed up. What were the apostles doing? They were on their way to prayer. So what are you doing? When you see an adversary coming up against you and trying to oppose you, you don't uh, go to God complaining about it. You go to God in prayer. You begin to pray. You begin to build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You begin to praise God and worship the Lord. Don't you know that, the, that your praise and worship brings confusion to the devil, that he can't stand your praise? You need to give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is mighty. He is a man of war. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. With that, let's go ahead and turn over to Exodus chapter 15. We've covered this scripture before, and we're going to cover it again tonight. And again, I'm reading from the King James Version, Exodus chapter 15, and we're going to look at verse 3. And it says, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. You have to understand, child of God, that our Lord Jesus, our great high priest, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of all lords. That he is high and lifted up on his throne, but we are seated in high and heavenly places with Christ Jesus so you have to understand that our Lord is not a uh, void. He's not captain. He's not. He hasn't turned his back on any of us. It's not that uh, he's not aware of what's going on. No, he is our great high priest. Hallelujah. Who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He can relate to everything it is that we go through and have gone through. But glory be to God, he can relate to us because he did not sin. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So be encouraged, child of God. You take authority over your discouragement. You take authority over the forces of darkness in Jesus' name. Don't you know that you have angels that are powerful? Don't you know that you have angels with your swords? You send forth the warring angels. You begin to release the warring angels in this atmosphere on your behalf to go forth and do battle for you. You release the angels that bring forth healing. Even as uh, the Word of God talks about how the angel... At the pool of Bethesda, how it says an angel of the Lord will come and trouble the waters. And whoever stepped into the pool first, whatever sickness or disease they had, they were immediately healed. So that lets us know that there are angels that carry healing. Glory to God. But by Jesus' stripes, we were already healed. And even in the Old Testament, when it says that the Lord sent forth his word to heal them, and we saw the manifestation of that. Because we have the centurion servant where he said, Lord, you don't even have to come to the house. You just speak the word only. 
Yes, he was a man under authority, but the reality is the Lord sent forth his word to heal them. So you can do the same thing, child of God. You can send forth the word of God and speak forth health and healing to people who might not be around you. You might not be able to get to the hospital room and lay hands on the person, but you can still pray for them and say, Father, we release now your healing power to go forth and heal that person in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So again, in Acts chapter 15 and verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is his name. The Lord is a man of war. So you have to understand that there are chariots of fire, child of God. There are chariots of fire to protect you. Don't you know there are cherubim with flaming swords of fire? Utilize the weapons that the Lord has for you. Utilize them in Jesus' name. Are you getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So going back to the book of Acts chapter 16, again, this is not for us to go around through life being demon conscious, but we need to recognize that there are demonic spirits in operation in the lives of people. Satan comes to oppose us. Our Lord Jesus said that he only comes for three reasons, to steal, to kill, and to destroy But our Lord Jesus has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly in the name of Jesus. So our Lord has given us power and authority over the works of darkness in Jesus' name. So when you start having bad dreams, when you start having nightmares, you don't accept that. You don't just say, oh, woe is me. No, you take authority over that. You say, nah, devil, you would not bring forth vexation to my dreams. You would not bring forth vexation to my children. You need to pray over your children at night. You need to lay hands on your children. You need to plead the blood of Jesus over your children. Hallelujah. Even as they get ready to leave for school in the morning, you all need to get together and hold hands and pray and plead the blood of Jesus. And so even, and, and I have to bring balance to everything that I teach and minister on because that was one of the things that the Lord shared with me. He said, daughter, make sure you bring balance to the message. So, in other words, some people go to extremes. They're too far to the left and too far to the right. It's like, no, we have to be balanced with the word of God. So, in other words, we know that forgiveness and walking in love, we know that those are weapons when we forgive people, okay? When we forgive others, then we are free. I've heard many testimonies of people sharing how when they held unforgiveness and ought in their hearts towards others, it wasn't until they forgave them that they felt a heaviness lifted off of them. So you have to forgive everyone so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you of your sins and your trespasses. And don't think that you don't go around offending people because we all have the ability to offend someone whether intentionally or not intentionally, but it can happen. Why? Because that's just our human nature. We have not arrived. As long as we're in this body, we will never arrive. We are constantly growing in grace. You have to understand that. But we will never arrive. Only Jesus is the perfect one. We are fallible. Only the Lord is infallible. Okay? This is the reason why we need the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, to lead us and guide us. Hallelujah so that we are not walking in error. It's not the spirit of error that's in your life. It is the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. And I pray that the Heavenly Father removes all the scales from your eyes, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, for you to have eyes to see, ears to hear. What thus saith the Lord? Glory be to God. So you have to understand uh, forgiveness is a weapon. Walking in love is a weapon because when you forgive people and when you walk in love, then you are giving the Lord access to avenge you. You are giving the Lord God Almighty access to avenge you, child of God. Because Romans twelve nineteen, the latter part of that scripture says, the latter part of that verse says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. 
Vengeance belongs to the Lord. You do not avenge yourself. So when the Lord was talking about, uh, you know, turn the other cheek, again, he was not talking about for you to literally go around allowing people to beat up on you. No. You don't have people physically abusing you. The Lord is not calling for his children to be physically abused. He was talking about an attitude of the heart because, remember, he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel, as it were, and it was because Israel rejected the Lord and the message of salvation came unto the Gentiles and we have been casted in. So you have to understand that when the Lord was teaching this, the Gentiles were not a part of this. And so the Israelites, the Hebrews, the Jewish people, the people of God, the chosen people, they were all about avenging themselves. They were vengeful people during that time. They were about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Okay, you took one of my sheep, I will see you tomorrow, I'm taking ten of your sheep. So that's what the Lord was talking about when he said turn another cheek. He was talking about an attitude of the heart for you to forgive, for you to show forth compassion. But let me tell you something, the Lord does not expect his children to be abused in any shape, form, or fashion. No, no. You will not be abused emotionally. You will not be abused sexually. You will not be abused mentally in the name of Jesus. No physical abuse. Uh, no verbal abuse in the name of Jesus. It must cease and desist. It must stop now in the mighty name of Jesus. And so there will be times in which the Lord will have you confront people. There's a time to confront, and then there's a time to pray, okay? And so that's the reason why it's important to be led of the Spirit so you would know what to do when in each situation because there's a time and a season for everything. And so going back to the spirit of divination, divination means using witchcraft to try to discover future events or cause future events to happen by supernatural means. This is why I'm saying glory be to God, thank the Lord that the Lord is restoring the office of the prophets to the body of Christ, not just here in the United States but around the world, because the Lord is the one who has given gifts unto men. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors and teachers. Those who are in ministry, it's not for the purpose of drawing attention to self. No, there is a specific reason for uh, the fivefold ministry. And the Word of God tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, and you can write this down and turn to it later in your study time to go back to it. The purpose for the fivefold, according to Ephesians 4, 12 and 13, is for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or mature man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So in other words, the Lord gave gifts unto men. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers for the maturing of the saints. Well, how do the uh, saints become mature? They become equipped in the word of God for the work of the ministry because we have all been called forth to the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. And for the edifying or for the building up of the body of Christ, we need to be edified. We need to be built up. We need to be encouraged. And so that's the reason why we have to understand that we are in real warfare. And so, but the devil and his demons, they are not omnipresent. They are not everywhere at one time. Only the Lord is. You rebuke the devil, and he must flee in Jesus' name. Are you getting anything out of this? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So turn with me, child of God, to First Peter chapter 4, and then we're going to go back to the book of Acts. Well, First Peter chapter 4, and we're going to start with verse 12. And it reads, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Okay, this is the word of God. I'm not making this up. These are not the words of prophetess Leticia Lewis. These are the words from the word of God. Okay? So, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. 
isn't that interesting that the Apostle Peter refers to it as a fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. So you have to understand that there are times in which we will experience persecution, but for you to be comforted in knowing that the persecution doesn't last always. And when the adversary comes to try to oppose you, that you have the power and the authority and the victory over that defeated foe in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan and all of his demons are under your feet because that is where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has already placed them. And you continue to walk in victory. Verse 13. But rejoice. See, there it is again. We already saw in the book of Acts where it says that Paul and Silas, they prayed and sang praises unto God. We as children of God, as born-again believers, we have to rejoice. We have to praise God. We have to show thanksgiving because in doing so, we are saying, Lord, I trust you. We're saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I know you love me. Lord, I know you would never leave me nor forsake me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that this is a victory that has already overcome the world, even our faith. The faith that the Lord has given unto us. Hallelujah. We have already received world-overcoming faith by our Lord Jesus. So don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't lose hope in Jesus' name. Our faith and our confidence is in the Lord. Trust in the Lord your God. You possess the power. Our Jesus has already given it unto us. Hallelujah. Verse 13 again. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. See, a lot of people don't understand this, but, or don't want to accept this, I should say, that we are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Well, what are those sufferings? That the Lord suffered things not in terms of uh, going without. I'm not talking about suffering lack and insufficiency, I'm talking about these fiery trials where he suffered things uh, in the flesh, and we'll see that over in uh, verse 1. And so we have to understand that our flesh suffers. Our flesh uh, is being put to death daily, even as Paul says, I die daily, and our flesh dwells no good thing. And so verse 13, will rejoice. So child of God, when the opposition comes, when the adversary tries to come against you, when he tries to oppose you, you laugh at that devil in his face and you begin to rejoice and give God praise because your praise is a weapon against the adversary. Even as Joyce Meyer said, if you complain, you will remain, but if you praise, you will be raised. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Give God praise because in praising the Lord, it's a good thing to praise the Lord our God. It is a good thing to worship the Lord our God because he is worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13 again. Let rejoice. Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory will be revealed, here it is, the Lord's glory will be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Not a little bit of joy, but exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Don't you know that the spirit of glory rests upon you? And the, the spirit of glory and of God, the spirit of God rests upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. The Lord is glorified through us, child of God. Repeat after me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being glorified through me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord gets glory out of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And that's the reason why we have to walk in authority and walk knowing that the devil is defeated. How do we walk in our power and our authority? You have to stay out of sin. You can't be sleeping with the devil and think he's going to take authority over the devil. It doesn't work that way. Okay? So, even as the Word of God says that with every temptation, the Lord makes a way of escape, but too many people are not accepting the escape route. Now, let's look at verse 1 of First Peter chapter 4. It says, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, our Lord Jesus, he already suffered for us. On yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh 
has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Child of God, your will is to the will of the Father. Your will is to do the will of the Lord, and doing the will of the Lord means that you will cease from sin. Now, I'm talking about blatant sin. I'm talking about if you're living with someone and you're fornicating, you need to cease from that sin. You need to move out. You need to stop shacking because you don't have any power and authority over the devil if you're in blatant sin. No, you don't. Because the devil is laughing at you. Because you're giving him legal access to your life. Okay, so whatever, and that's not the only sense. Uh, we always talk about adultery and fornication and pornography as though those are the only sins. Those are not the only sins. Whatever sin that you're involved in, you need to repent of it, ask the Lord to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness so that the blood of Jesus covers you so that you can walk in your power and authority over the devil and his demons in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let's go back to the book of Acts. Chapter 16. Thank you, Jesus. Are you getting anything out of this? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, verse 16, Acts 16, 16, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. Child of God, you have to understand there can be times in your life where you are doing everything right, you're praying, you're fasting, you're, you're meditating on scriptures, you're memorizing scriptures, you're going to church, you're giving your tithes and your offerings. And then, lo and behold, the devil still pops up. The devil still, still uh, rears his ugly head. That's not for you to become discouraged. That's not for you to say, Lord, what is going on? We already read in the word of God, Beloved, they did not change for this fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened. And the apostle Peter says rejoice. And in the book of Acts, we see where the apostle Paul and we see where Silas where they prayed and they began to sing praises unto God. You need to pray. You need to sing praises unto God. You need to sing songs, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs unto the Lord. There are times you need to just start praying and praising in your heavenly prayer language, singing in your heavenly prayer language. Oh, what's the because when you do so, that is a weapon against the adversary because that is showing the devil that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're not being strong in and of yourself, but according to Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong where in the Lord, not be strong in yourself, not be strong in your pastors, not be strong through the prophets, not be strong through the apostles, not be strong through your family members, not be strong through your intellect, not be strong through your finances, not be strong through your degrees, not be strong through who you know, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember David. His confidence was in the Lord, his God. Hallelujah. We have a better covenant than King David had. But what confidence he had when he took down Goliath. Because he had uh, supernatural boldness. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? Child of God, you need to have that same attitude. You need to say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this devil? Who is this demon? Who is this uh, defeated foe in the name of Jesus who tries to come up against me and my family? And he, he did not go to Goliath in his own strength. He went forth in the power of God. Hallelujah. And that's what you have to do, child of God. You cannot take authority over the devil or his demons in and of yourself, but you have to do it in the power of the living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You have to remember that the Lord is with you always. Fear not, child of God, for the Lord your God is with you. Don't you know, hallelujah, that the Lord says that he will never leave you nor forsake you? He says that he gives unto us his peace. Glory to God. He gives us his peace. 
not as the world gives, but only as the Lord can give unto us his peace. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God. Don't you know that going back to the book of Acts, and let's look at verse 25 again. It says that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Don't you know that there are people around you who are bound, and they need to hear you praising the Lord your God? Don't you know that there are people who are bound? Don't you know that people's deliverance is connected to you? Let's look at verse 26. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, not a small earthquake, not a medium earthquake. There was a great earthquake. Let me tell you something. I'm from Southern California. I've been in some earthquakes, okay? <laughs> Praise God, they only lasted for a matter of seconds. But the Word of God says here, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately... All the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Don't you know, child of God, that there are people who are bound, who need to be delivered and set free, and you have the power and the authority to set them free and to bring forth deliverance to their lives? Paul and Silas were there in prison. They did nothing wrong. They were doing everything right. They were minding their own business, but Paul was grieved in his spirit. He got tired of that spirit of divination following him and the rest of the apostles and the rest of the men and women of God. And they were going up in prayer, and he took authority over the situation. And the prison doors were open, and everyone's bands were loose, not just Paul and Silas. The Lord is concerned about everybody. And look at what happened, verse 27. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep. He slept in an earthquake. <laughs> and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Let me tell you something. It was pitch black. It was midnight. He did not have electricity like how we have today. Okay? So uh, they were in the inner prison, first of all. So they probably only had the moonlight. So Paul discerned by the Spirit of God that the jailer was going to kill himself. He was going to commit suicide. Don't you know, child of God, that you have the power and the authority to tell people, no, you will not commit suicide. You will not take your own life. The blood of Jesus covers you. The Lord loves you. Be encouraged. You have that power and that authority, child of God. Here the jailer was going to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners had fled and he was afraid because he knew what was going to happen to him. But the mercy of God showed forth through the Apostle Paul and Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Glory to God. Verse 29. Then he called for a light. See? It was black. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Don't you know that in the midst of your trials and tribulations that the adversary is trying to bring against you, that you still walk in kingdom authority, that you still walk in love, that you still show forth the mercy of God to people. Because why? It is not the Lord's will for any to perish but for all to come to repentance. I'm talking about the power we possess over demonic spirits because the Lord is, is concerned about souls of people. It's about people. That's what this life is all about. It's about lifting up the name of Jesus. It's about the Lord being glorified through your life. It's about setting the captives free. And you do that by taking authority over the adversary. So don't you see that this man's life was spared, that if he would have committed suicide, he would have died and gone to hell? But he did not go to hell. He accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So again, beloved, think it not strange, 
for the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. We have to give God praise and not fall apart. We cannot go to God murmuring and complaining. The Lord is not pleased when we murmur and complain. If you've been murmuring and complaining, you need to repent of that. Because that gives the adversary access to laugh and to be an accuser of the brethren and say, look, you don't even trust your God. You're murmuring and complaining. And so shut the devil down by praising the Lord, by worshiping the Lord, and by trusting the Lord your God. It is better to put your trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in people. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's turn over really quickly to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And First Samuel chapter 17, and let's look at verse 26. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. And David spoke to the man that stood by him, saying, What should be done to the man that kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Look at how bold David was in his confidence in his God. David says, well, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? What boldness David had in his youth. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? Don't you know that we are also a part of the armies of the true and living God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord is the Lord of hosts. We already read over in Exodus that the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Hallelujah. So we need to look at it the same way in the realm of the spirit. Who are these devils and demons that try to bring sickness and disease? Who are these devils and demons that try to bring lack to the house of the children of God? Who are they? They are defeated in the name of Jesus. I resist you. I rebuke you. And you must flee now in the name of Jesus. That's how you have to be. You have to have that same type of boldness even as David had. David had confidence in his Lord. Why? Because let's look at verse 36. He said, Your servant slew or killed both the lion and the bear. Because David, let's go back up to uh, verse 35. Well, let's look at verse 34. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you all getting anything out of this? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Your servant kept his father's sheep. Here came a lion. Do you hear this? Not a dog. Not a pit bull. Not a rottweiler. <laughs> David said unto Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep, and here came a lion. The lion is the most ferocious animal in the animal kingdom. And, of course, we know that the, uh, the, there are other animals that try to give the lion a run for his money, but they cannot. Okay. And so the lion is the most ferocious in the animal kingdom. And so David said, and David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. A lion and a bear. So we know that laughing hyenas, as they are called, laughing hyenas, they tried to give lions a run for their money. But look at this. A lion and a bear showed up and took a lamb out of the flock. And verse 35. David said, and I went out after him and smote him. David ran after the wild animal and killed him and delivered the lamb out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. So David smote him, attacked him, and he killed this wild animal. Verse 36, your servant slew both the lion and the bear. He killed both of these animals. Look, David didn't have an AK-47. He didn't have any hand grenades. 
It was the spirit of God that was upon David's life. He had confidence in the Lord his God. Verse 36. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear. And this is what David said. And the uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Glory be to God. Verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord has delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. This is the difference, child of God, and knowing about the power that you possess. David knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord his God was with him. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord your God is with you, even if he was with the King David. He is with you even more because we have the blood of Jesus over demonic spirits. We don't go around killing people like how they did in the Old Testament, but we take authority over those evil demonic spirits that are trying to operate in the lives of people in the name of Jesus. It says, again, verse 36, the latter part, seeing he has delivered the army, oh, excuse me, uh, verse 37, David said, moreover, the Lord shall deliver me out, the Lord has the Lord has delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. So, verse 36 again. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear, and his uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defined the armies of the living God. So, David knew that the Lord was with him. Child of God, you have to know that all of heaven, the heavenly host, the Lord is his name. The Lord is the Lord of hosts. That is a military term for he is the Lord over all of the armies, a great and mighty army. Hallelujah. The army is greater than the army of people, greater than the Navy SEALs, greater than any army that we are ever aware of because the supernatural power of God, all of heaven, is backing you. So, child of God, you must know. That the Lord your God is with you. That the Lord your God is backing you. So that when you speak the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that when you speak the name of Jesus, that that name, which is above every name, that you are releasing the supernatural power of God to flow forth in this earth realm on your behalf and on behalf of the lives of others. There are people's deliverance that is connected to you. King David, he went out and he fought this Philistine. Everybody else was afraid of him. But David was out in the field killing wild animals, protecting the Lord's sheep, protecting the Lord's lamb. And when he knocked down uh, Goliath, he didn't even have anything to kill him with. So he used the enemy's own sword to take off his head. The same thing is with a snake. You take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You cut off the head of that snake. You cut off the head of that python. How do you do that? By speaking forth the word of God. You cut off that spirit of divination. You cut off that snake's head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because if you just cut off the tail, the tail can go back. But you want to kill the snake, you cut him off at the head. Glory be to God. So that weariness, that fatigue, that confusion, that frustration, that heaviness, that depression, and oppression, and pressure, and all of those affiliated spirits of deception and seducing spirits, controlling spirits, manipulating spirits, Jezebel, cut it off at the head in the name of Jesus. And you do that by saying, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over that spirit of Python. I cut it off. And it, it, I cut its head off now in the name of Jesus with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which proceeds forth out of my mouth. Speak the word, child of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Fear not, for the Lord your God is with you. The Lord has already given you power and authority over all the ability of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. So we're getting ready to close out, child of God. So I want you to turn with me to one last scripture. Psalm chapter 118, verse 8. Psalm, the book of Psalms. Chapter 118, and we're going to look at verse 8. And it reads, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. I want to read this again. Even as King David, his trust was not his ability. 
His trust was not in King Saul. His trust was not in his brothers. His trust was in the Lord, his God. The same thing for us, children of God. Our trust has to be in our Lord Jesus. Our trust has to be in the Lord, our God. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Trust the Lord. Know that the Lord is with you. Know that you have power and authority over the devil. Know that you have the victory. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Get your praise on. Worship the Lord. Read your Bible. Have a praise party, child of God. Be not discouraged. Be encouraged in Jesus' name. It's a good thing to listen to praise and worship music. We know that music can affect our mood. If you listen to love songs, that can put you in the mood. So that's the reason why you have to pay attention to what you're listening to. If you're married, there's nothing wrong with that being in the mood for yourself. But if you're not married, you can't listen to just any and everything. You have to protect your body. You have to protect your life. You have to guard your life. You can't just watch anything on TV. You can't just listen to any kind of music. You can't even just listen to any kind of conversation because all of that is going into your soul. And Jesus said, it's not what goes into a person in terms of food that defiles a person, it's what comes out of their mouth. So what you listen to and what you start watching and paying attention to, pretty soon you're going to start speaking on those things. So speak forth the word of God. Speak forth the word. Continue to feed your spirit, man, so that your spirit can heal your soul by the word of God. Hallelujah. When I say your spirit heals your soul, meaning that your spirit is strong in the Lord. And so your soul has to become healed by the word of God. Are you walking in your power and authority? That's what I mean by that. When you walk in your power and authority, you say, I love myself. I love my neighbor as myself. The Lord didn't tell us to love people more than we love ourselves. We have to love the Lord our God with all of our might, all of our strength. With everything in us, we have to love the Lord our God first and foremost. We have to love ourselves because the Lord says for us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. He didn't tell us to love our neighbors more than we love ourselves. And if you will have neighbors in the neighborhood who are always loud, you're always having to call the police, something is always going on, you take authority over that situation. You can pray them up out of the neighborhood and ask the Lord to replace them with Christians and peaceful people because we as children of God, we would not be next by the devil or his children in the name of Jesus. So they only have one option, to get right or get gone in Jesus' name. Even as we saw uh, the keeper of the prison in the book of Acts, when he was going to kill himself, and the apostle Paul said, no, again, child of God, people's deliverance is connected to you. Be strong. Be of good courage. Fear not. Keep your trust in the Lord. If King David can trust the Lord to go after a wild bear and go after a wild lion and kill them both, and he took down the lions, then how much more will your heavenly father do for you with this new covenant? Established upon better promises. The blood of Jesus covers you. The warring angels are still here for you. The chariots of fire are still here. Your praise is a weapon. Your worship is a weapon. So I love you, child of God. Thank you so very much for being a part of this. And if you would like to know more about Majestic Ministries International and Prophet Leticia Lewis, please go to the website, www.majesticmi.org. Click on the link, Majestic and I'll pull up the page with all the information about uh, ministry, speaking engagements, where I'll be going to minister. I might be coming to a city near you, so stay tuned as the Lord opens doors. We will walk through those doors. Hallelujah. And we're also planning a retreat that's coming up September 12th to the 14th, 2013, so make plans to attend that. It's going to be in Oxnard in Southern California. We're looking forward to a blessed time with that. And we thank God for you. I love you all. I appreciate you uh, calling in and listening. I appreciate those of you who are here at the Bible study tonight. Remember, you possess the power. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your praise. Walk in love. Walk in forgiveness. Plan in your heavenly prayer language. The name of Jesus, the all-powerful name. So no more bad dreams. You are victorious. So walk in your victory. Walk in your liberty, child of God. I love you all so very much. This is Prophetess Alicia Lewis of Majestic Ministries International, and I love you. And let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just praise and thank you so very much for these people who are listening right now. 
And, Lord, if there's anyone who is listening who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior, uh, just repeat after me. I say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart. I'm making my Lord and Savior right now. I know that you died for me, and I know that God raised you from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me and for cleansing me. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for giving me power and authority over all of the works and the abilities of the adversary, and nothing shall by any means hurt me in Jesus' name. Glory to God. If you pray that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I love you all. Be blessed, and good night. And again, thank you to everyone who caught in and listened to uh, this Bible study on the power that you possess. Tell others about it and share this with others. I love you. Be blessed now. Bye-bye.